Isn't it the world you dream of too? What people say inspires us to act every day in achieving a common goal, changing the format of our society from the consumerist to the creative one, in the center of which is a human. Everyone can join the Creative Society project. Imagine a world where justice, goodness and equality reign, where every person lives comfortably and in affluence, where we are not afraid of going home in a dark street, where we don't have to survive but can live and breathe freely. Isn't this the world which the prophets spoke about at all times? Isn't this the world that we ourselves have been dreaming of for a long time? But who will build it except ourselves? On March 20, 2021, at 15 GMT, on the platform Alat. Hello, dear friends. Welcome to Alatra TV UK. My name is Marina. We are here today to talk about Creative Society, one of the main Alatra International Public Movements project. And you've just seen a short reminder video that just a few days ago on the 20th of March, we held an eye-opening historical conference, Creative Society, what the prophets dreamt of. And it, for the first time, people from all over the world have purified the truth and openly declared their readiness to implement the prophet's messages to build the creative society. Please watch it, if not yet, on alatraunites.com. You can see it on your screen now. Plus, on this website, you can find any additional information about this amazing humane movement and how altogether we can make this world a better place. And today we will be talking about purpose of this project and its eight foundations, jointly hosting our interesting conversation with Anne. Anne will introduce our lovely special guest. Hello, dear friends. Hello, everyone. And it is a great pleasure for me to introduce our beautiful and amazing and fascinating guest for today, Kalpana Sampath. I will just briefly tell you about who she is, and I'm looking forward to her telling us about herself a little bit more later. She is a director of Education for Integrating Life Educational Services. She's also a researcher and a writer, and this is just a brief, very brief list of what she actually does. Welcome to the program, Kalpana. We are so excited and so happy to have you today with us and talk about the Creative Society with you, hear all your ideas, hear about your life experience and everything else. And my first question to you would be just to tell us a little bit about what motivates, what drives you in your professional life and beyond that. Tell us, please. Namaste, Marina and Anne and all our friends in this world who are part of this, uh, you know, uh, this beautiful time of sharing and caring for each other and caring for the world. And uh, I consider it a great privilege uh, whenever we are sitting with like-minded people and uh, we are having a conversation in our traditional India, we call it satsang. 
Satsang mm-hmm. is the the group with uh, the people who have like mindedness and for the posterity of the society. Uh, and therefore, I think it's a great privilege for me to be here today. Thank you so much. Coming to what drives me. In fact, I did ask my friend this morning, "Hey, what drives me?" You know, uh, I I have to. I may have to think about uh, sharing something about myself. And he said, "Maybe your cars drives you." <laughs> you know, the, but the beautiful thing is, as a young girl, very young girl, I always thought I would do something uh, by being, uh, you know, in some kind of a uh, administrative position for the country. Uh, so I grew up to be very, very, very uh, passionate about the nation. And, you know, I used to love these uh, war stories, army stories, gone with them, and so many things I used to watch. History was my favorite subject. So today what drives me is I feel I've always lived my life looking at the last half an hour of my life. You know, when I'm going, how do I want to go? This is a constant question I ask. Whenever I'm in a crossroad and in a confusion and I have to choose something, I ask myself, if I is the last half now, would I be happy having chosen this, you know, in my life? So that is what drives me that this, whatever work I'm doing is some kind of a nation building activity, a world building, futuristic world is what I see. So when I'm with my students, teachers, parents, or anybody, even if I think somebody is in trouble and I can heal them by just a smile and a hug i always think of what future they would have after meeting me and going away so i always look at what do i leave behind and people in their hearts um than much in their heads <laughs> and uh, that drives me all the time you know like uh, thinking that perhaps i made a difference you know that's always knocking in my head <laughs> Mm-hmm. So that that's the that's how I think every work, whether it's an Ayurveda that we do uh, of healing, whether it's a, a, a association for mentally challenged. I work as honorary joint secretary. We work with pothole, uh, you know, so saving people and road safety. In any of the work that I'm connected to, I ask myself this question: Do I make a difference? What difference do I make, and what do I leave behind? That's what drives me. <laughs> that's amazing, Kalpana. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely impressive. Yeah, when I went through your LinkedIn profile and it's only a small bit of information information we place there, I was surprised. I said, gosh, I can't even count any others. You're covering so many spheres and you're such an amazing person. Wow, thank you, Kalpana. We know your motto is enabling evolutionary excellence, the future of education. How do you... If you would like, you can tell us a bit more about your motivation like that and how do you envision education in creative society as well? What conditions we need to create to make education a better quality, free, accessible for everyone? Very true. Um, in fact, um, uh, if I remember Dr. Sampat's one of the quote that, uh, you know, that, that's very close to our heart or I start our class, our 10th grade class with, that it's important uh, to know what I'm capable of, but it's even more important for me to know where I'm using my capabilities. So if you see 100, 200 years back, education was not skill oriented. The skill was learned through the families. Like if it's somebody was an agriculturist, they learned how to do agriculture with their parents. And, you know, they just grew up with agriculture, right? Or or somebody who was working with the metals worked with that or somebody who did, you know, uh, uh, some any any work that they did. A little girl would learn, learn cooking from her mother in the kitchen. And then, you know, it's, 
those kind of things which were needed for us to run our life was always uh, a part of our uh, you know upbringing but education specifically meant what is it that you are going to uh, leave behind what is it how are you going to run the entire society what is the culture of the society we are going to create in future you know and mm-hmm. how do we how do we manage to coexist and love with people you know these were the kind of things which were given a lot of emphasis either they were carried through stories parables you know or they were carried through experientially talking about what happened during the day with sitting with the teacher so teachers gave a lot of precepts of you know maybe religion maybe many other things and skill was supposed to be learned on the job like on you know over a period of time i do not know where we lost ourselves today uh, you know i sometimes wonder that anything that you get to see who is a great man he has he has built so many companies he has so much money he has done this he has done that and who is it that the schools will say you know our alumni has is so and so so and so very few people really would say that our alumni is a person who has saved so many dogs on the street our alumni is a person who has made a difference to the huge set of humans because he gave that many any people food and shelter when they were when they were out we don't seem to carry those things as a part of education at all we have over worked on all our subjects and skills and after google and you know go i call it google auntie ask google auntie or google uncle so <laughs> after they came in every knowledge today is accessible everywhere else so what exactly are we doing in a school or in an educational setup including business school what are we really doing are we are we thinking of the society we are going to create are the students sitting there thinking that they are the future and are the teachers on the other side looking at the future of this world when they see them you know so we need education that will more build the the build the personality of the person build the orientations they will give a shape to the orientation they will mm-hmm. give a space for them to think and make their decisions which are in line with common good you know something where everybody can exist so i am looking at education from that angle if that is devoid and you are going to do a performance based society where skill is just enhanced every other day and somebody who steps out of a educational degree is clueless to live because we have not spoken about life at all to them Mm-hmm. you know somewhere i think we have missed out in all the process of giving degrees and you know making performances as as the showcase we have lost out life so many of them have to actually start from kindergarten after they are 21 or 22 when they step into a workspace or when they step into life because nobody really spoke to them enough on those things that are most essential which is actually the educate you know how do you how do you mature a human being how do you make them understand that we are all independently interdependent it's a very important <laughs> word for me education is to teach everybody that you don't exist in isolation you are so much a part of the world and every flora fauna everything around you you know not just the people the environment the nature everything is in coexistence and i cannot destabilize the coexistence in my own selfish needs if i have to live and what connected me most is your eight eight principles and the path is exactly speaking this your first two paragraphs are speaking this and that's the base of my program enabling evolutionary excellence 
you know am i enabling an excellence which is ongoing which is like not a destination but a journey you know and can i have enough number of children who are walking into this world thinking they will create a better world you know thinking that they will create a world which all of us can perhaps coexist in happiness you know in 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 surplus we are always working towards all the negative sides of it i don't we are working with poverty we have poverty is because we don't want to share actually there is no poverty actually there is no social issues provided we have been educated well enough not literate i make a clear distinction being literate and being educated today we are all literates mm-hmm. very very few are truly educated Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, we are so focusing on technical skills and just the technical part of of life of everything and we're forgetting about the human part, you know, all these values, values that are actually forming as a human. Yeah, it's not skills. Skills we like you said, skills we can google. Anyone can google skills, but to learn to become a better human, to learn these values, this is this is what takes a lifetime. And I'm very excited to ask you the next question. It's going to be exactly about these values and we know that you're already doing such an amazing work to nurture to strengthen exactly these human values in people and in the society in general. I'm just I need to, to to talk about this a little bit more for our viewers that you have been working as a coach as a trainer development artist for the last 26 years this is this is amazing helping helping people helping organizations helping society in general to focus on this excellence through clarifying people's vision and values <clears throat> and I want to talk about values in relation to the educational field and ask you how does integrating different methods of learning drive human values in education? This is a very very um uh, interesting question actually what you have uh, asked me. Uh, see when you say values uh, almost 30 years back I got introduced to values when I met Dr. Sampal. and we both decided to walk the path uh, with each other and uh, i was in his first student uh, values clarification workshop and i was wondering what is it i'm going to clarify now you know <laughs> my professors asked me to attend the workshop so you know i i thought should i you know what is it that i'm going to really clarify and can you believe that years now till now even this morning walk um, there is something for me to reflect and think about so one of the important things when we are talking of values we always thinking at teaching values no values are are a part of our life they are part of our beliefs that we form based on our experiences if we know how to how to understand an experience how to be with this experience how to reflect how to introspect how to find that we how to identify and know we have multiple choices in life then automatically you will choose and if your principles are for larger well being larger good and you are you are you are if you know that you are just not an independent human being but interdependent and you have to keep everybody in your mind automatically i think values are a choices that you make because value is something which is like a belief and therefore your belief will be in line with whatever is the universe's way of life universe's best path is what i would say so which means when you are talking of values especially because i am going to come from the education space of uh, we work with uh, uh, from a third grader to the 10th grader 
and at mm-hmm. the end of the 10th grade uh, while they are in the 10th grade they they do a, a 60 to 80 hours of social action projects and uh, we actually every year we develop over 500 plus projects across uh, you know the different schools and uh, we are in six different states across india over 12000 students going through our work so one of the important things that i find is when they are in their 10th grade they work on projects where they can make a difference to the society mm-hmm. okay and when they learn to make a difference to the society it is just not you're this not t- uh, giving them one perspective of is it a verbal or is it something that they are doing like an examination no it is they're living it so we give about 10 management tools to them so they also get a jingle which is like i come from the arts background you know i am basically i love to act and i you know i work in movies and things like so art is a very important part so we enable them to listen to music and reflect we enable them to dance you know if they want in their moments so the children teach dance to people and learn that we enable them to learn different languages it's not just in one language the language closest to the heart is your mother tongue so you reflect you know based on you know, we ask them to do it we are not stuck with one perhaps you know a english language but reflecting can happen in your mother tongue then we also look at them to draw so in a fifth grade class we give them stories and say we don't want you to tell the stories we want you to draw the stories you know mm-hmm. so children you know work on that and we have one great game called discovery that uh, dr sampath has developed that we use Uh, in our schools and this one there which is uh, enabling a process of self inquiry in the students which takes care of their need to learn to learn so there are a lot of parables and reflections out of parables and they form abstract conceptualization the concepts that are there in their life introspectively they form so we use varied methodology to enable them to think through what is the kind of world i want to live in in future and how can i understand my interdependent and interdynamics and therefore be context sensitive and be inclusive in every decision of mine mm-hmm. so this is like kind of a base on which the whole learning platform is built wow i'm wow. speechless <laughs> because this is the best approach is to learn yourself from the childhood gosh your kids are lucky all the kids that go yeah. through your program they're so lucky seriously they have a great chance you giving them a great chance to build a better life for themselves at least plus growing like that they will never be selfish they will help others Wow. Uh only one point one more point to add uh, Anne and Marina is um, uh, you know I'm so happy because we have been doing this for over 12 years now and we have so many of our students who have passed out and gone to do, do their work you know uh, they have finished their degrees they have gone into work some are lawyers some are uh, you know uh, doctors some are engineers some are doing a lot of program across the world and uh, one particular uh, just now uh, one of my friends son called vishrut khavle he went about after his sap still doing wild world wild uh, life photography brought out a calendar and that calendar was sold and the money was given to a, a, a lot of patients who are cancer patients uh, and who are you know underprivileged and who are suffering in a society that was given to them so what i see is do i leave behind this need to use all their capacities all their education of in skills 
for education of the world this is what mm-hmm. i see and we are now able to see a lot of alumni from our programs coming out and doing many things and uh, you know they are, they are keeping in touch with me and the covid time was one of the best times because it gave a real need for them to act out to be the social entrepreneurs mm-hmm. you know that it was no longer a, a, a kind of a um, envisioning this scenario can happen the pandemic truly happened you know yeah. and truly they were a part of it and that was the best part i i think during pandemic many people revised their lives many many people just stopped sure. after running like a madrats just stopped and realized this is not the purpose of your life to be honest wow kalpana his uh, next question for you then you actually uh, answered already half of that <laughs> how to enable excellence in education i mean how to connect teachers parents and all interested parties stakeholders in delivering educational goals uh somewhere i think um, uh, many of the educational institutes um each one has their own agenda why a parent is sending a child parent is asking will he get a job when he gets out with a placement with so much money in internship will my son or daughter get a job and somebody else is asking uh, you know will he get all the awards where will he go what will what will happen to him so each one has their own agenda the parent has their own agenda the school is saying i am just going to focus on the cream doesn't matter if many uh, you know there is a bottom 20% which is not doing much it's okay for me i don't care so much i want my institute to be the best so i pick up those 5% 6% and flash them everywhere and say you know my students are the best students get everybody to get good grades marks they have their own agenda <laughs> students have their own agenda this is the best time of our life we want to enjoy the most yeah. we like everything else other than studying other than the school we like everything else okay and they have their own agenda and then you have the rest of the people who are the management staff everyone for them education has become a business very unfortunate very mm-hmm. unfortunate more and more business gets into it it's become an education what's my profit and loss account how much have i made where will i be able to you know uh, um, sustain what will happen to me so where do i pinch where do i do so there is no common understanding of an educational goal at all mm-hmm. and the principals many of the principals give out their life to ensure that the the school has the, the every child has the best education every child is doing very well they are you know they are struggling teachers and and the um, um, principals are struggling in a different angle which is not even understood or seen by the rest of the stakeholders in the same way so one of the important things i say that if we have to think of a future education we have to bring all the stakeholders into one single path and orientation we have to align everybody i'm not judging right or wrong about each stakeholder's expectation but i know that unless we don't align all these people make this this future society as our goal and ensure that every mother every parent thinks this child is belongs to the future like khalil gibran says they are the arrows okay i only know how much i can bend my bow and the arrows will reach where it has to reach i don't have a control on where the arrows will reach so if each one of them can think that these are the something gift i'm giving to the future at least that is what i have thought with both my children when when we when they were born and when they studied and when when they go about doing their life they're living their life i think that this is a gift that we have given to the future and if we have to give that kind of a, a gift what is the kind of excellence that you are going to build into them to ensure that our future societies in safe hands 
imagine on the day of graduation every stakeholder they standing there should feel safe oh we have placed our future into a beautiful set of hands you know which will be taken care of very well and every entity in this entire world will be taken care of by them as though they belong to them so can each one of them have this feeling you know so then we have definitely met the educational goals and we have, and for that we have to do a lot of work with each of the stakeholders because we have gone far away from the original goal we have gone very far away in life now we have to bring everything back and make each of them realize and then you know reflect on it and align them together and therefore there are some experiments that we see in schools now where parent partnership is there a lot more student partnership is there you know there are many examples small examples that are there we need to replicate them understand them research on them and that's a very important work for future mhm mm Thank you so much. It's so inspiring. The world you're describing is is exactly where we all want to live in, and it resonated so much what you said that yeah, that we all need you know to to care so much about what we are doing, how we're talking to people about our jobs, our professions, about every aspect of our life. You know, as 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 if it's our own. Yeah, it's it's not the other person or you know yeah, like you said, <laughs> you know, just focusing on our own goals, not not seeing you know far enough into the future yeah every person should take other people's lives the society as a whole as his own and when we when we live with so much care with so much love then then this just going to be a beautiful this is going to be a perfect world it's going to be even better than we than we can imagine it and actually this is exactly the kind of world we're building here in the creative society project and i feel like we need to tell our viewers a little bit more about the project how it came to life and this is the project as we've mentioned in the beginning of the alatra international public movement and this movement the volunteers of this movement have been conducting research asking people from all over the world about what kind of world would they love to live in and as a result of this research as a result of these answers answers from just ordinary people from all over the world eight foundations were raised as pillars of the creative society you can now see them all on our screen and you can read the full version of the article where they're described in in very much detail on our official website alatraunites.com there you can also find three stages of building the creative society of how we are going to build it how together in unity in friendship by purely peaceful means we are going to achieve this and kalpana you've already mentioned the age foundations i think everything you've been talking about is exactly the age foundations but still i want to ask you maybe there is something else you would like to add about the age foundation maybe something that resonated you know with you the most and maybe just talk about how do you think the implementations of these foundations will improve people's lives all over the world yes thank you and i did uh, you know as i read through your articles and i was just uh, thinking about how our curriculum is so well integrated you know we are speaking the same thing and mm -hmm. there are tools for each of these like for example human life if you take one of the key factors i said uh, which is a uh, very important that we drive home for every student up to the 10th grade when they work with societies every human life is important 
you know mm -hmm. everything it could be animal it could be anything that you are thinking of it could be uh, you know everybody has to be valued and in fact right from fifth grade uh, fourth grade we have uh, uh, you know a lot of parables and uh, we work on inclusion we work on diversity we work on uh, gender bias in sixth grade we work on gender bias so mm -hmm. we bring in all perspectives of how we are unique at the same time how we are different at the same time how we are all important for coexistence you know that's something that we bring and the second thing that we bring in one of the important things that we talk about which is our eighth grade program is called power of vision freedom does not come until there are two things that tie up to it one is my third grade program on my responsibilities if i cannot have the ability to respond to a situation and if i don't have my goal if i don't have my vision i don't have freedom Mm -hmm. i don't have freedom because everybody else will start making choices for me because i don't know what i want to do mm -hmm. and when i when they tell me this is what i have to do and i don't respond with my abilities you know that is when my freedom actually gets taken away freedom is not anywhere there that you have to take freedom there is nothing like taking freedom i am free it gets taken away when i do not respond you know so context sensitivity uh, is a very important part of our entire program so that's a very important part human safety second grade program is entirely built on emotional safety physical safety uh, my environment safety you know all dimensions of myself my thought what is this safe where do i feel most safe from the womb stage i feel safe with my mom that is you know can i feel that i'm i'm living in this world and the world is safe can i trust if i learn to trust if i learn to you know uh, I, i safety is for me an outcome you know safety is not a process but there are many other mm -hmm. processes which builds that so very important and development of personality of course i told you the entire program runs on that mm -hmm. the creative ideology justice and equality for me is the most important one and we do a 360 degree feedback for them because unless where do i where does justice and equality come if i am willing to learn from everybody else you know whoever it is being my elder being my younger being my um, maid who supports me in the house being somebody who is an auto driver on the a cab driver that i has something very nice thing to say to me as well as the experts mm -hmm. that i am connected to so if i can be humble automatically justice and equality comes so humility is something that we truly gratitude and humility we try to build in students and then we look at self governing society self governing society is for us the the base of the whole thing where they are not monitored and we are don't call ourselves teachers we call ourselves facilitators we learn equally so whether my students learn anything or not i have seen amazing transformations in my faculty who have run the entire program in the education space so i feel as long as this is not integrated in the entire being by by the adults in the society we cannot expect the future to learn from the adults because children don't learn by what they hear uh, they that is a very small part but children always learn by what they see and what they experience experiences remain in the heart quite a bit so i feel that your eight principles are something that has to be lived Mm -hmm. you know and it has a lot of processes of bridges which will these are outcomes for me this is something an outcome that somebody who walks into this world should be able to say what is a world if you ask somebody they must be able to say world is a self governing place with transparency and openness you know that's how they have to describe the world for that i think we need a lot of processes in education 
you know which can be built in the students so that at the end of it all their capacities and all their engineering masters degrees that they will have everything comes to use in the world thank you yeah thank you for this parallel um in um, running with your program actually yeah it's uh, all about the equality and we all equal absolutely it's all about justice about safety about freedom as you said freedom to make your own decisions and not shift your responsibility to others and care about others and helping each other it's the main basic but the main values we all should have in our life as you said because having diplomas behind your back is not making you educate educated to be honest because if you are not a good person then what the purpose of your life at all yeah absolutely uh, yeah thank you for parallel and now because we're all on the same wave <laughs> i would like to ask you to nominate our next guest him or her to know their view or views on creative society please how uh, beautiful i thought of actually two people Okay, and because they're they're in two different uh, spaces of work, and I thought uh, the world would definitely benefit from their experiences. Uh, the one of the uh, persons that I thought of in my mind, uh, his name is uh, Pratap B. um and uh, he works on road safety he's also very famous called pothole raja because he goes filling in potholes across india in several places he works on road safety he works on finding solutions and researches on several alternate means to use uh, the the waste you know the uh, the plastics mm-hmm. and you know other things for uh, for construction and therefore uh, roads are made out of the uh, waste plastic and you no know, recycled kind of materials so he is somebody that i thought is a very interesting person perhaps uh, you know that you can really talk to uh, and another person uh, is uh, you know somebody who is uh, very young uh, and uh, she actually uh, is a person who who works again on connecting music and recycling Wow. okay and uh, she she works in an organization called gemini corporation as a part of which she is from berkeley college of music uh, she did music production she has her own studio that is running her name is kanika patavari and uh, she uh, she is another person i will definitely uh, talk to her and tell her about this and send her this uh, connect i have not yet told her about this but uh, that's a name that i thought of uh, you know i was just like kind of thinking who all i should send it to and now that you ask me i'm thinking of her she is right now currently in mumbai and uh, definitely she is somebody that uh, would understand why this entire recycling is most important to to create a much more cleaner world you know much more better world and uh, how we can go about doing it so i thought i would uh, you know share with you these two people's names and i will give you their connects after this yes thank you Thank you. Thank you so much. We're already all very much looking forward to meeting them and discussing their ideas in creative society. And unfortunately, we need to wrap up our conversation, but before we do, I just want to ask you one last question and that is what would you like to wish to all our viewers and just any person out there in the world? I would um, I would tell all my viewers from the song oh this is a beautiful world <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Okay, so I would tell all my viewers that this is a beautiful world, and it's a wonderful gift that at any point of time that we are born, we may be reborn so many times at so many time planes. But at any point of time that you are born, you are born to love, you are born to live, you are born to make a difference. and therefore live to the maximum you know it's fulfill the purpose of why you are born incomplete let you not hold yourself from fulfilling your life purpose <laughs> that's the only wish that everybody no <laughs> i love it thank you thank you <laughs> Yeah, and we need and we need you guys to spread the word as well because creative society project has inspired millions of people all all over the world already and this number is growing every day because creative society is what we all want regardless of our nationality language age gender religion or whatever it's a safe harmonious friendly prosperous perfect world we all want to live in and we all deserve to live in and by joining our efforts by each and every one of us participating in any way we can in our spare time we all volunteers here together we can build this society so much faster please visit our website alatriunites.com where you will see red button to join we need you guys Thank you. I would also like to thank all our viewers. Thank dear Kalpana for this for this inspiration, for this vibe, for everything. And to end our today's live broadcast, I would suggest to listen to a wonderful, amazing song that was played at the conference. We've already mentioned in the beginning, Creative Society, what the prophets dreamt of, and this song it's it's just amazing. It's so inspired. It has already become a hymn of the entire humanity because it reflects all our all people's aspiration to live, to live in unity. to live in peace to live in love in one wonderful world of creative society so let's watch it
what's going on We are sighted and awake Now we know what is the truth And we know what's fake We are more than 99% Now so what should you look at? All prophets dream of peace and love 